God, but it seems a little bit up there. Rhonda Bain, I believe it was, was searching for answers in his life. And someone told him that a man in Los Angeles who had a reputation for being a wise spiritual guide would be able to give him some help. And so on a business trip to the West Coast, he made an appointment to see this wise man whom he was sure was going to help him in his spiritual walk with the Lord. Well, the day Ron was to meet the wise, this wise man, he had a hard time concentrating on his business because he was just thinking about this meeting and getting with this guy and getting some answers. And, uh, and so uh, he drove up the coast, and he discovered when he arrived the man wasn't there. He had to wait, he had to wait, he had to wait. And the longer he waited, the angrier, angrier he became. Well, finally the guy arrived. And uh, Ron said it this way, I don't know which was greater, my anger or my disappointment. This short, slightly built person didn't look at all like the wise man I had pictured. He didn't even have a beard. Okay, well, there he goes. That's, I guess you got to have a beard to be a wise man. Oh, well, I guess that's, that's it for me. I'm in trouble. Anyway, the wise man asked Ron why he had come to see him. And for about 60 minutes, Ron poured out his hopes, his fears, anxieties, his dreams, what was going on. And the wise man said, now pay attention. And Ron thought he was going to do something that would make him feel different, but he didn't do anything. He rattled off three things Ron should do. And before Ron could respond or answer any questions or ask any questions, oh, sorry, the wise one left the room. Ron said he felt disillusioned and dis disappointed. Traveled all that way for what? Well, after Ron returned home, his wife Eleanor asked him about his meeting with this wise, I was keep wanting to say wise guy, this wise one. The wise guy doesn't sound right, does it? She listened intently to her husband's every word. He told me there's three things I need to do, Ron said. Pray unceasingly, go home and love my wife and children, and number three, do what needs to be done. And Eleanor looked at her husband and she said, thank God someone finally told you that. And that was all. What the teacher told Ron was exactly right. In retrospect, Ron wrote, the teacher was far wiser than I appreciated at the time. We know from scripture that all men to live life properly need counsel. We've been seeing that in the book of Proverbs as God over and over gave Solomon the wisdom and the guidance to write many words about the importance of and the blessing of and the need for counsel. Wise men understand the absolute necessity of counsel. Wise men understand the importance of listening to counsel and practicing what they, they uh, hear. Uh, wise men see the importance of seeking counsel from the right source because there is good counsel and there's bad counsel. And we'll kind of hit on that once again as we uh, finish up our, our lesson, our message uh, about the matter of counsel in Proverbs this evening. And, and that's where we left off. We had just finished that point. Uh, we uh, share with you the fact that uh, ultimately we need to look to the wise one, the one who is all wise for his counsel and for his wisdom. He is wisdom and he has the best counsel for life. And quite honestly, the best counselor is going to be a person who uh, it doesn't have a lot of psychological degrees, doesn't have a lot of, uh, lot of if you say, world savvy and smart 
the best counselor is going to be the person who can direct you to and help you to understand clearly and put into practice the Word of God because it's the Word of God where all counsel comes from because God made man. He knows what makes men work and he knows what men need and he knows what will help straighten out a life that is messed up and that needs direction. So in chapter 19 and ver- or chapter 21 and verse 30, I said chapter 20, didn't I? Chapter 21 and verse 30, we're reminded of this fact where we left off uh, last time. In chapter 21 and verse 30, we, we learned there is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. As we talked about seeking the wise one, we always need to understand that if anyone gives any counsel, any counsel whatsoever that contradicts the Bible in any way, shape, or form, he is not a wise counselor. And he is not going to be able to direct you in life the way you need to go. Because there is no wisdom and there is no counsel that is opposed to and contrary to what God has said. Because he is the all-wise one. Now, We know those things, and we need to make sure we live that way, that we do not ignore God's truth, or we do not seek counsel, or we reject any counsel that's given to us that is contrary to what God has said. So let's look at point number four, and let's pick up there. And that's why I had you actually in chapter 20, but I felt like we should at least mention about Jesus being the best source of counsel. In chapter 20 and verse 5, there's an interesting verse. Someone read it for me, would you? All right, there's something else we learned. Wise people value good counsel enough to dig for it. I want you to imagine for a moment that you come to a well fed by deep springs, a well that provides cold, clean, refreshing water. Now, there may be other sources of water available. uh, And and we would say maybe they're all inferior in this sense, but they might meet the need, okay? They might get you through. They might help you to survive if you're out in a wilderness and you come and you got these these two options. Uh, would you be willing to put forth the effort, though, to get the good, cool, cold, clean, refreshing water from the deeper well if it meant more work, if it meant more effort? I, I think, now, if, you're, if your goal is only survival then you're going to take whatever's available and whatever's easiest. But if your goal is to get the best, if your goal is to really have your thirst quenched, then it would be worth, would it not, your time and your effort to to reach down or to get down or do whatever you need to do in order to get deep into the well and pull up that cold, refreshing, cool water now making you thirsty and you want to drink and we don't even have a water fountain to drink from. Just terrible, isn't it? No, it would be worth your while. It'd be worth your time. You know what God tells us here, and this is really, to me, it's an interesting proverb, is that uh, in the heart of man, a lot of times there is counsel, counsel that can be of help, that can be a benefit, that can be a blessing to your life. But here's what you have to do in order to get it. You've got to dig deep. It's not just on the surface, if you will. By the way, the person who's quick to give you counsel, you know, the one that's always willing to... You know, you've got an ailment. So they're going to tell you all about it. They're going to tell you how to fix it. They're going to tell you what, what, what vitamin regimen you need. Uh, they're going to tell you, uh, you know, what, what, what doctor to go to, what, what 
what thing to go to next, you know, or what acupuncturist you need to pursue, you know. They're going to tell you because there's always people, aren't there, that are just more than willing to tell you everything they know, and generally they don't know anything. And then there's people who don't say anything. But they're, they're people that have answers and they can really help you. And if you ask for it, and if you seek it, if you try to dig for it, then they're willing, if you would, to let you know and give you the benefit of the wisdom that God has given them. And God tells us that a wise man understands that uh, the best counsel is not necessarily the counsel that comes from the people that are willing to just always tell you their answers to every problem. But the best counsel often is deep within the heart of a man and it needs to be brought out. And a wise person is willing to dig for it. They're willing to ask. They're willing to take the time. They're willing to do the work that is necessary in order to get it because wise people value good counsel enough that they're willing to dig for it. The well may be deep and the freshest water way down, but wise people draw it out. And this is interesting to me. If you think this verse through then, the fact is many people have wisdom to give. At least the verse suggests this. But some people may not even know that they have it to give. Isn't that possible? And so a wise man is willing to ask those questions. I still, every time um, I, I talk about counsel or, or, or wise counsel, it, it, and even as I was preparing this one, I think of the pastor I worked with, Pastor Pendle. And, uh, and he, used to, he used to work with a, a deacon board of, I think it was six or seven guys or whatever. And he made the comment to me once, uh, about about one of the men on the deacon board, uh, he said, he said, you know, whenever we're working projects, whenever we're doing something, whenever we got something going on at the church, and and we're trying to get answers, he says, you'll notice something. You'll notice that that Art Singleton just sits there and says nothing. And um, and I started to observe that in in, in the deacons' meetings as as well, and it was true. If there was an issue, if there was something going on, Art Singleton would say nothing. But always, Pastor Pendle said, always, when we get to the end, I always ask Art, what do you think? And he said, inevitably, Art will say something extremely intelligent and wise. And he learned, Pastor Pendle learned, that there was counsel in the heart of, of Art Singleton and a lot of times, he wasn't going to share it unless someone was willing to at least dig for it, ask for it, pursue it. And, um, and maybe there's just a good lesson in that and something for us all to think about. Look, uh, just because your friends are more than willing to share with you their opinions doesn't mean that their opinions are going to be of help to you. And maybe it would be best for you to seek those who love the Lord and love his word and then just go and dig for it. And understand that normally the best counsel is going to be the counsel you seek rather than the counsel that's just given. Now, it doesn't mean, and I'm not suggesting, and God isn't suggesting, <laughs> that your friends have no counsel at all. And that maybe you shouldn't go to a chiropractor or you shouldn't take such and such a vitamin. I'm just saying that God, God reveals here that counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, and it's worth taking the effort to go forth and get it. 
All right, then the last point is wise people contemplate the end of good counsel. Now, it was interesting. As I went through the verses in Proverbs, God speaks about the end of good counsel. He tells us what it's going to result in in many different verses. So go back to chapter 12. And we don't have a lot of time. We're just going to kind of give these uh, quickly, and maybe you can take them some time and more contemplate them, think them through a little bit more. But he said that in verse 20 of chapter 12 of Proverbs, deceit is in, is in the heart of them that imagine evil. In other words, remember, they're going to give deceitful counsel because he's talking about counsel at the end of this uh, verse. But to the counselors of peace is joy. And, and we can put it this way, a peaceful result with joy. So we've already mentioned counselors will deceive and trick people, those who are lost, those who don't know Christ, those who don't love God. There are counselors who will direct people wrong because they want to give counsel that's going to benefit them. So if you're going to ask them about, uh, about some way they need to do something, well, whatever's going to benefit them, they're going to give you counsel in. And by the way, haven't you been given kind of counsel like that before? Where someone uh, w- would tell you, oh, you're thinking, of, uh, you're thinking of leaving a job. And maybe it's, it's your uh, uh, superior, uh, uh, your boss or whatever, that you're you're talking to, you say, hey, look, I'm going to be leaving my job. And I'm saying this because it's Brother Deal's deal. But I'm going to be leaving my job, you know. And so, uh, but then, because they're a friend, maybe you're asking them some advice. You're asking them some counsel about, hey, look, what, what's the next step should I, that I should take? Well, look, their counsel is probably going to be colored somewhat by the fact that it's going to affect them. And the decision that you're making is going to have some impact upon them. So a lot of times counsel is given based on how it will help you. But look, when you seek the right counsel, when you get the right counsel, it's going to result in a peaceful uh, result, which is going to bring joy. Uh, So it's interesting, but this verse does tell us who you listen to determines the result. Um. Do you remember when Jehoshaphat, I love saying his name, Jehoshaphat, yeah, okay. Anyway, when that guy was going to battle with the king of Israel, Ahab, and uh, when they did, he said, hey, can we get some counselors? And so Ahab gets all his counselors, and all his counselors say, go up! And they, they have make horns of iron or whatever. You, you, remember this? you remember the story? Okay, great counsel, right? Jehoshaphat must have known that these guys were just saying whatever the king wanted. Because he says, do you have someone that's a, you know, that, that loves the Lord? Do you have a prophet from the Lord here? Which was kind of, it's kind of funny. Actually, it was, it was kind of condemnatory of Ahab and what was going on. Um, and so he says, yeah, but I don't, Ahab says, yeah, but I don't like him because he never gives me good counsel. He always says bad things. He always tells me I'm going to be in trouble. So Mike, Micah, isn't it Micah? Micaiah, Micaiah, Micaiah. All right, one of those. Micaiah, yeah, it is Micaiah. He is told when, when the guy goes to get him, he says, uh, oh, give, give this guy a good report, would you? And he says, I'm, I'm going to tell him. All, all, all the other preferences are giving a good report. Why don't you give him a good report? I'm going to tell him what God said. Love that. What a, what a great and that's what a prophet should do. So he gets up, and, and you know, his first words are, go up, and you're going to win the victory. And, and Ahab says, uh, tell me the truth. And then Micaiah tells him the truth. 
you're going to die. You're going to lose. Bad choice. Now, now here's the thing that, that's sad. Jehoshaphat didn't challenge Ahab when he ignored that counsel. Should have. He should have said, we just got a prophet from the Lord here. The prophet from the Lord said, don't go. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm not going to go. Well, had they listened to the prophet of the Lord, Ahab would have lived. Wise people understand that counsel can be either extremely good, bring peace and joy, or extremely bad and bring destructive results. It's who you seek. So seek the right person. And we are learning then that the end of good counsel, the end of good counsel is going to be peace and joy. And it would have been for them. And, um, and the same is true for you. Uh, look in chapter 13 and verse 10. Only by, by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Now, we could have said that with the well-advised people, they have wisdom, and that will be made soon. We'll get back to that. But in chapter 13 and verse 10, there's another point that's made kind of indirectly, and it's this, the removal of strife. You know, in an article which dealt with the study um, of employee attitudes in the workplace, they had a list of grievances that they said, you know, tell us what you don't like about your bosses. Isn't that great? I'm sure that they got a lot of responses from that. And so, so as they started to answer, one of the complaints workers lodged, and they had like, like numbers, and this is one of the higher percentages, like 70% of those who had uh, bosses over them complained about upper management that they were unwilling to listen to advice or the opinions, opinions of those under them. And the studies proved uh, not only that fact, but they also proved that in some workplaces, the result of, of, peop of bosses who don't listen and don't uh, value advice from those under them, that a lot of times it leads to strife between workers and management. That a lot of times there are ill feelings between, between the two, and a lot of times bad decisions come as a result. But when a boss is willing to listen and take the concerns of workers into consideration when making decisions, the workplace, even though they may not agree with the decision every time, is productive and there isn't strife. And it's not because the boss did exactly what the people said. It's because the boss listened and he heard things out and he weighed things in the balances and then he made a, wide, a decision. Whether it was agreed on or not did a lot to affect, though, the fact that he listened to it and deal with the matter of strife. And so uh, there, it, it's, it's true that when we listen to counsel, a lot of times it can lead to, and maybe it will keep from the matter of strife in the home. You know, if a husband just says, this is what we're going to do. Bless God, I'm the leader in the home. You can be that way, and you can be miserable too. And your home is going to be troublesome, and there's going to be strife. But if you'll hear, you'll listen, you'll value the opinion of your mate in making of decisions, uh, then, 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 my friends, you're going to do a lot to relieve strife. And that's a great result, isn't it? Yeah, you know, so not only do you make right decisions, but you also relieve strife. What, what a blessing it is to seek wise counsel. Look in chapter 15 and verse 22. This is one of the obvious ones. I probably, if I asked you for a list of things that are going to be the results, but this is a simple and basic and straightforward. But in verse 22, what does God say? 
when you listen to uh, counselors and sometimes a multitude of counselors. What happens with plans? I put it, plans accomplished, okay? Just making it simple. How did, were you trying to get alliteration? Sorry. I'm, I just threw alliteration out the door on that last point here, okay? Plans are accomplished. You know how true that is? How, how many... How many leaders, nations leaders, have gone to war without, without any kind of counsel and just got wiped out and others, and maybe even same, same scenario, same enemy, but just a year later, the, he goes back after getting counsel and making plans and thinking things through and, and getting some wise advice, he wins the victory. Um, so plans are accomplished. Sometimes seeking counsel can make the difference between success and failure in a project at work in a situation at home, in, uh, in, in a church scenario. Just someone that's willing to listen. Plans can be accomplished. Uh, look, if you would, at chapter 19 and verse 20. And I said, we're going to have to just mention them, okay? So we're going to go quickly. 1920, hear counsel and receive instruction, and here's where we get the wisdom, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. The end of being a listener to good counsel is wisdom. Uh, in chapter 24 and verse 6, and again, you're going to have to dig into these a little bit more. Verse 6 says, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, in Proverbs 24, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Interesting word. Uh, safety can mean a couple different things, or, or it can be different words in the, in the, the Hebrew. But uh, rescue or deliverance is what's talked about here. <coughs> so it brings safety or rescue or deliverance. Uh, wise counsel can bring safety and deliverance in war. Uh, throughout history, that's been true, and it's true in, in many times uh, in life. And then uh, the final uh, point we're going to make and not the last thing that could be said about counsel. But look at chapter 27 and verse 9. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. Unless you have allergies. I'm sorry. Just had to add that. Solomon didn't have that wisdom, and I'm just sharing it with you. So doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Um, just real simply, it deepens relationships. It deepens relationships. Years ago, a friend at church in where I grew up got involved in a sure thing investment. And uh, he came to my dad and urged him to purchase stock or shares in that. And I have no idea why. Dad wasn't in good health at the time. And, and dad was like the most careful person I ever knew with money. But dad got involved and bought some things on margin. Now, if you don't know anything about that, you can get yourself in real trouble buying on margin because you're not putting up the full amount of money to buy the stocks, but you're responsible for the full amount if it, if it bombs. If it's successful, everything's fine. But if it's not, well, it bombed. And, uh, and the stock just, just dropped and uh, led to serious loss on my, my dad's part. Now, um, let me ask you, what do you think happened to the friendship they had with, he had with this guy at church? Well, the guy basically left church, um, and it hurt not only the relationship with my dad, but a number of people in the church that he had urged to get involved 
in this investment because he gave bad counsel and bad counsel hurt a friendship. On the other hand, on the other side of the ledger was a pastor, the pastor who led my dad to Christ. Uh, over the years, Pastor Williams gave dad good biblical advice about rearing children, um, uh, about, uh, about how to please God, how to live for the Lord, how to be a witness for Jesus Christ. These things changed my dad's life. And, um, and here's the truth. It drove those two men, my dad and Pastor Williams, into a deeper relationship than they would ever had because Pastor Williams gave him good counsel. And that is just one example of probably many that I could share about my dad's life. And I would say even in my life, and probably you could share in your life as well, people who gave you good counsel, that your relationship was deepened because they helped you. And then a relationship that maybe was ruined because they gave you counsel that was bad counsel. And you learned that and paid the consequences. And it just ruined the friendship that you had, maybe even a good friendship. Um, so just understand this. If you seek good counsel and you're, you're, you follow it, it's going to deepen relationships you have with people. And God has designed it that way. So really, God encourages us by the end result to seek good counsel in life. And I hope you will. I hope you'll be someone who isn't closed off to that. You know, you know sometimes I think even in fundamentalism, we, we get, can get to the place where we just... We just don't talk with anyone about anything because we just don't agree about anything. And we can get to the place where, where we, we almost just think we have all the answers ourselves and we just take our, you know, we, we'll, we'll dig ourselves in the Bible. And we just need to understand that sometimes, sometimes God has given men answers and wisdom about situations that they've been through that have deepened their relationship with God and their understanding of the word, and they can give us help to seek it, be willing to search it out and find the great blessing that comes in getting good biblical counsel. And, um, and the Lord will bless you for it. It's obvious. His word tells you. Father, thank you for your word. Thanks for the chance to just uh, close this uh, this part of our study in Proverbs and be able to uh, share with, with your people that there's good results from seeking counsel. May we be people that don't close ourselves off from good, wise counsel, but people who listen and open our heart to truth and dig for it as necessary so that we might find the great blessing that comes with getting wisdom from you through the wisdom you've given to other people. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you as you are wise in seeking counsel.